1: You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center.
2: Yeah, a lot of fun. It's a Wednesday night. Uh, Excited for an episode of Mile High Insiders. I am Nick Kendall and joined by, as always, on these Wednesday evening shows, Luke Patterson out there. In the the mothership, you know, out there in Denver. How you doing, Luke? How are things out there? Is it has it been dry? Is it snowing yet? What's going on?
1: Yeah, man, it's starting. It was a weird week. It was a little chilly, but then today it was like bizarre. Kids are out there wearing shorts. It was 50 degrees. I mean, hoodie weather, it felt like the fall, and it's just kind of Colorado, right? I mean, deon yeah. Sanders was talking about it, head coach of CU saying, I gotta love this weather, and uh so do we. So there's gonna be a football game played here in the Mile High City on Denver. The weather should be decent, from what I understand, but the game, not so sure
2: how that's gonna go. Not sure if it's gonna be decent against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, you heard me say many times last week that I was pretty confident the Broncos would cover the spread versus the Ravens. You're not gonna yeah. hear me say that this week. <laughs> I'm I don't know if that's gonna happen, especially angry Patrick Mahomes coming off that game against the Bengals. I mean, there's a there seems to be a Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes rivalry brewing, um, which might be good for the NFL. Not so good for the irrelevant to denver broncos currently but uh, we'll see how it plays out let's say hello to some pe- people in the chat as the uh, folks start to trickle on in here over on f- youtube we got dylan coming in saying sup broncos country make sure you guys hit that like button on the way in share on all platforms and subscribe if you haven't already we also got diamond rattler coming in saying boom let's go i think diamond rattler used to say boom let's ride and we're back to let's go so uh, i get it uh we got opthian ope <laughs> A uh, Opethian coming mm-hmm. in here saying, let's get this one. Denver Broncos for life. Mike S. in the house saying, what's up, Broncos country? Good to see you. We got our guy, Jay Kozad, always coming in. Jay's a OG, been back for, with us for a bit on, yep. over on YouTube saying, well, barring a miracle, we'll have to snap the KC streak next season. Oof. It, it's It's Christmas time. If there's any time for a miracle to happen, it's now, Jay. It's it could it could happen, right? You, that's, why you it, it, it could ha-
3: that's
1: why you play the game. It could That's why you play the game. You in yeah. inner Herm Edwards, if you will, yeah. challenging that and Dylan Von Arc, shout out to our guy. He's got an article up on mauhuddle.com talking why the Broncos and GM George Payton, it's getting increasingly apparent why uh, head coach Nathaniel Hackett's no longer going to be here. GM George Payton, that remains to be seen. Uh, you're truly through an article out there on MahaiHuddle.com examining about uh, Jake Keeps and who is Jake Heeps? He's the personal quarterback coach of Russell Wilson. What is his relationship with the team and Russell Wilson in that building? We're not quite sure, but I think it's an important question to at least ask when you're uh, losing football team for a sixth season in a row. And I know the article didn't go well with some people here in this city in Denver, some in Seattle, and that's okay. Broncos country, I know it's a bad year. It's a down year. The Broncos aren't good, but you, my friends and the Denver Broncos live in those Seahawks heads rent free. And that should
2: make you feel good. Uh, I mean, we kind of live in, they're kind of live in our heads too. I mean, seeing the draft. it's true. The, it's mutual. Like the, Seahawks have the number three pick from the Denver Broncos. Oh God. Why? Um, we got Greg Smith coming in. Good morning. Uh, good evening. Broncos country. Good to see you, Greg. We got Mark Linda Mode coming in saying howdy, Nick Luke Scott and Broncos country. Our guy, all caps, Paul, all caps. uh, Hello, Nick and Luke. Good to see you. We got Julia Hawkins over on Facebook saying, love you guys. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much, Julian. Uh, We appreciate you so much. And I'm sorry that I said Julia first. Uh, Julian with an N. I should be able to get that. We got L coming in here uh, over on YouTube saying, Luke, what is your response for getting called out by Albright? Okay, we're going to keep it professional in here. All right.
1: Yeah. No, I'll give it a response. It's on Twitter. How about that? You can find it at Luke Patterson LP. You could reach out to Nick at Nick Kendall, MHH. I've said it before and I'll say it again. We're not as tough as we make ourselves out to be on the Twitter machine. It's Twitter. It's professional sports. None of that funny business going on of come at me, bro, or anything like that. Um, It's okay to disagree. And I would encourage folks, if you have an opinion, put it out there on Twitter. And if people don't like it, they can always hit that unfollow button, but Uh, When the Denver Broncos are as bad as they are, Nick, I think it's within the realm of possibility to bring up everything. Talking about the coaches, the players, the GM. We were talking contracts before the show started. I mean, nothing is out of bounds with this football team who is seemingly getting worse. I mean, 14 points per game average, that went down to 13.8. We're losing ground, Nick. Not only are you losing football games, but you're losing ground. It's really, really tough, bud.
2: You know who's making us not lose? Our guy GLP coming in with the angry react over on Facebook. You guys don't have to drop the angry react if you're joining us on Facebook like our guy Gary Leeds Palmer, but make sure you click a reaction in there. And Gary comes in 999 saying, good evening, Nick, Luke, Scott and Broncos country. Good evening to you. Good to see you, Gary. We always appreciate you coming in, helping us keep the Christmas lights on for this time of year, rocking uh, day day six, uh, day seven of uh, the ugly Christmas sweater. It would be less ugly if the and, Broncos were better, but what can you do?
1: And and the remembrance of Pearl Harbor, December 7th. Yes. I'm a big historian buff, so got to give uh, thoughts and prayers to... You know, all the souls lost a little bit before our time, Nick, but uh, I'm a I'm a student of history and we're going to talk about history as it relates to the Broncos, the Chiefs 13 and 0. What did Russell Wilson say about the streak? What did Nathaniel Hackett say about the streak? We will get there. Richard Miles saying, what's up, guys? Appreciate you stopping my M.H.I. And Chris Chance is coming in here with a generous super chat. Shout out to the best in the business. Must be talking about Nick and Scott because yours truly is being called everything but that. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Patterson LP. We appreciate your support, guys. Um, Whether that's tuning into our shows, going to milehighhuddle.com, interacting with us on Twitter. It's spicy here in Broncos country. It seems like things tend to reveal themselves week after week. And this week it's the Chiefs. You said it, Nick. You got an angry Pat Mahomes coming into Denver losing. And as if that guy needed any more motivation, I think they're eight points – Eight point favorites. I think it's eight and, uh, and a half. Is it it's going up <laughs> as yeah. we speak? Uh so it, it's tough. It's tough right now. I'm curious to see what the fan crowd turnout is gonna look like. Are Broncos fans selling their tickets to Chiefs Kingdom? Are they wow. gonna be red in there? It's it's gonna be weird, man. I'm not sure what to expect,
2: at least from the fan base. Yeah, and you know what? I'm just gonna get on a soapbox here real quick. You know, people are like, Oh, don't sell your f- tickets to Chiefs fans, or you know, I'll make sure you no shows are bad. The product is bad if you don't want that to happen, they put something on the field that get these, gets the fans excited. It was what we were year seven. Now be missing the playoffs. I don't fault the fans. It's a lot of effort, time, energy. You have limited, it's Christmas time, you know, spend with your family too. You want to go and just see your teeth, get your teeth kicked in. There's no hope right now in Denver. (laughs) There's, there's no hope. Um, So I just, I, I don't fault anybody at all. Uh, If you go, God bless you. I'm, you know, I'm, we're still here. Uh, We're still giving the shows. You know, we're not tuning out. But
1: no, up with hope, yeah. down with dope, says William Hayes. Broncos getting smoked on Sunday. Uh, yeah, it's it's tough to figure out what to yeah. what to think. I mean, how do you spin this in a good direction? Michaela Israel, a good friend of the show. Good evening. Happy holidays to you and your family. Hope things are going well. 13 straight games, Nick. Going back to 2015 when Bradley Roby returned a fumble for a touchdown in Arrowhead in Kansas City. That was it. That was a magical year. Super Bowl 50. Before that, the last time the Kansas City Chiefs uh, lost to the Broncos in Denver, September 14th 2014 since then we've seen three presidents take office uh how many different iPhones have come out i mean a pandemic things are absolutely crazy i was talking to my daughter about it on the way home and she's like who's the broncos play this week dad i'm like oh the chiefs you don't know anything about beating the kansas city chiefs kid you were 2 years old the last time that happened i mean this is embarrassing nick it's it's tough for the fans to get up for and it's even worse when you've got the quarterback and the head coach giving tone deaf responses
2: yeah, I mean, we will always have Tim Tebow completing two passes at Arrowhead and winning the game. Um, <laughs> I so, forgot uh, about that. <laughs> how could you forget, man? Beautiful. Michaela coming in with the super sticker with the uh, the thumbs-up pair. We appreciate you so much, Michaela. Hope you're having a good holiday. We appreciate you coming in and supporting us. Hello to some more people in here. Richard Miles, beautiful eagle picture. We're about those. Uh,
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all
1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com
3: slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE.
2: God, what's the word I'm looking for? The birds of prey. Good time. uh, Beautiful out there. David Mecklerath coming in. Good evening. Nick, Luke, and Scott in Broncos country. Always good to see you. We got James Moss. Yo, yo, yo. Bama X. Bama X. Sorry about your... uh, uh, the tide, you know, not getting in the playoffs, but it's going to be expanded here soon enough. Also, I'm sorry that uh, Drake may uh, returning back to North Carolina. (laughs) There was some talk about him, maybe going to the portal, going to Georgia, going to Alabama, going back to North Carolina though. And we got Phil coming in with support here over on Facebook. Thank you so much, Phil, for the stars. We appreciate you coming in saying evening, Nick Luke and Deacon Scott, that video of Reznor finding out he was nominated for Walter Walter Payton man of the year award. Go Broncos. Yeah, it was a uh, good moment. Uh, We criticized. Dalton Reisner's play sometimes, you know, hasn't really taken massive leaps forward after his rookie season, but he does a lot of community, a lot of charity work. And, you know, you can't talk about him without starting uh, with all he does that in, in that regard.
1: Yeah, we're all tough on Twitter, but I'm a big softy when it comes to moments like these, man. I mean, I felt like I got a little waterworks going in my eyes there. Like when his mom's coming out, you just immediately try to put yourself in that position. Like anytime my mom or dad do anything for me, I'm like always emotional, my wife or my daughter. Uh, But it's super, super cool to see the way that the Broncos presented uh, Dalton Reisner, the Walter Payton Man of the Year representation for the Denver Broncos. I loved it. The PR team and everyone over there at the Broncos do a great job with those sort of things and the volunteerism and Dalton is so humble. And I believe him when he says he wanted that. <laughs> I think he's wanted that for a long time is yeah. obviously uh very accepting and deserving. And will Dalton Reisner get a contract extension. That's a big question right now for Broncos country. He went on state sponsored and let his grievances or frustrations be heard, if you will. But he certainly adds a little more ammo to the, Resume, if you will, the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Now there's on the field and there's off the field. But Dalton Reisner definitely one of those question marks for the Denver Broncos moving forward.
2: Yeah, and we had a uh, Mike Clist You tweeted it out earlier, and it's something I heard a couple weeks ago about the Broncos working on contracts with the likes of two of the 2019 draft class uh, in Dalton Reisner and Draymond Jones. And after the, it was right around the Jacksonville game, the bye week after that, that the Broncos cut off. Uh, contract talks with these players that uh, I guess we should find the, the exact quote that you tweeted out there, but they yeah, cut off the uh, the contract talks and uh, reported today by Mike Kliss and you put it out there as well. So interesting. I'm curious if you have any thoughts on that as uh, you pull up your tweet, What what exactly? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I was surprised. First of all, it was on uh, some Denver airwaves here in the mile high city. I was surprised to hear that Draymond Jones and Dalton Reisner, it was getting worked on because I hadn't heard anything. Obviously, you had. Uh, Mike Kliss said earlier today on 104.3 The Fan, quote, Initial discussions with Draymond Jones and Dalton Reisner happened around London. Again, that was the Jacksonville Jaguars game. Quote, the Broncos wanted to hit pause and see how it goes. Now, Mike Kliss did say he expects Draymond Jones to return to Denver one way or the other. In 2023, he did cite, of course, a number that you have brought up ad nauseum, $18 million on the franchise tag. That's what the Broncos would be looking at approximately if you bring Draymond Jones back. But I thought it was telling or not telling, if you will. Um, Dalton Reisner kind of left out of that conversation. Now, that's just a clip it from a radio show in Denver. So take it for what it is context. But initial discussions in London. They were stopped since then. And I'm sure both players, Draymond Jones and Dalton Reisner, are probably feeling a little salty about that. Nothing's guaranteed in the NFL, especially your health. Yeah.
2: (sighs) Yeah, it's very true. And had something like, had heard something about this as well. I don't think that it's the worst thing. The Broncos have not. Mm -hmm. continued on potential cost contract negotiations with them i know scott specifically is a little lower on dalton reisner a lot of his metric stuff seems like he's he's an adequate player you know i think he's a solid pass protector you don't get a lot of movement at the point of attack with the run game with him but if he's your fourth or fifth best offensive lineman out there i think you can do that you can live with that yeah just not much of a difference maker on the line. And I think he's probably going to get a pretty, I think he'll probably get a pretty decent contract out there. Not crazy, but for a guard, I think he's going to get a solid contract. Well, uh, the so- nice,
1: the nice thing about you and Scott, and I think you guys think similarly in, in this line of taking your fan hat off. And that's something we all need to try to do a better job of. And I'm certainly guilty of it. Just like everybody else. We love Dalton Reisner, right? We love him. Yeah. Don't want to say a single bad thing about him. Could he play better? absolutely i mean there is no way he's a pro bowl hit something we all thought he would be when the broncos selected him we've got that funny way of crowning players in broncos country because we love them we fall in love with who they are on the field off the field but when you talk about performance dalton reisner's definitely uh been slipping Uh, i'm not super impressed by what i see but that doesn't mean i want to get rid of him i think that you probably could have come to him and gotten a fair deal but who said stop (laughs) that's the thing we don't know right now. That's the thing we're all wondering. Is it coming from ownership? Is it coming from George Payton? We don't know that. And that's driving us crazy here
2: in Broncos country because you've got to start the rebuild now. Yeah, it's kind of hard to start the rebuild if you're coming back and giving George Payton a ultimatum season next year uh, around Russell Wilson, but yep. we'll find out. And we got Garth Knight coming in 499, 99 saying as a former Hawk fan, talking about the Seahawks there, I know heaps. He was a five-star quarterback going to BYU and, and Russ is a friend. He's a nice guy. I would hate to see him in the riptide. That's the thing right now. And I don't want to, you know, again, disparage anybody out there, but okay, it's not Nathaniel Hackett's fault. It's not Russell Wilson's fault. It's not George Payton's fault. It's not any of the offensive coaching staff's fault. It's not heaps fault. God damn it. This is a three and nine team right now. It's <laughs> somebody's fault. This is terrible. Like this is a horrible roster right now. Oh, it's not their strength and conditioning coach. I'm not here to say it. everybody should get fired. It's everybody's fault. But something stinks, right? Nick, you're
1: being a hater. Stop being a hater. Clickbait articles. You're exactly right, dude. And and Garth, thank you so much for weighing in. Another OG of the show. That's awesome. I don't know Jay Keeps. I've never met him. That's the point of the article, folks. And I would encourage people to look past the headline, which is, of course, Russell Wilson's personal quarterback coach could be muddying the Broncos waters. Uh, the very first thing that I put in there was, who is Jay Keeps? He was absolutely an accomplished quarterback, Uh, Mm -hmm. as accomplished as they come as a high school athlete, played a lot of college football, three different universities, spent some time in the NFL. He probably knows more about quarterbacking. In fact, he knows more about quarterbacking than I ever will know in my lifetime. This was not a hit piece on Jake Heaps. This is simply a question asking broncos country are you okay with russell wilson holding those keys are you okay with russell wilson's personal office are you okay with his personal quarterback coach because in my opinion that spits directly in the face of chain of command there's a lot of confusion in that building already i think this is something on russell wilson not jay keeps do you ever fault a guy for getting a job no jay keeps moved from part-time seattle radio and part-time russell wilson quarterback to full-time Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson, private quarterback. I'm sure he got a raise. He's cashing checks that are coming from Russell Wilson, not the Denver Broncos. So is this a Jake Heaps problem? No, but this is part of a Russell Wilson problem.
2: And I think that's something that we had your response on your tweet saying that he's a a symptom of a problem in Denver right now, Uh, not Heap himself Mm -hmm. being the problem, which I don't disagree with. Um, But again, uh, and I know a lot of people, I think this, Let's just think big picture here for a second. We got David Wilder first uh, saying good evening, Nick Luke and Scott and Broncos country. Luke, your article is getting a lot of blowback, uh, but I'm coming (laughs) around on the way of thinking many of the other quarterbacks have personal coaches. He does need to lose Mm -hmm. the office though. And again, coming big picture here, who's the easiest guy to replace and who are you hearing from? Who are the connections? I think and not that this guy doesn't deserve all the criticism in the world for being not very good at his job and the struggles this year, but Everything's pointing Nathaniel Hackett being scapegoated, and he sh- he should not have his job next year for what he's doing. But to be this bad, to be this incompetent, it's not all following on the head coach. There are many people who are sucking at their job uh, to be this totally just terrible. Um, so Nathaniel Hackett will be out. It's not all on him, though.
1: You're exactly right. I mean, uh, who's allowing it? George Payton allow it? Did Nathaniel Hackett allow it? I mean, Russell Wilson certainly wanted it. So you got to ask the powers that be, who's running the show over there at UC Health Training Center? We don't know that. We used to know it was John Elway and Joe Ellis, definitively. No question. There was no ownership group. Well, We have an ownership group. We just don't know what they're going to do. We don't know what type of ownership group they're going to be. You get the sense. Everyone gets the sense. This is Greg Penner's team. I think Robert Walton is going to sit back, but Greg Penner and his wife, I believe, Carrie, Right. Kerry Walton Penner. I I, I think they're definitely getting a little bit more involved. They've been seen out there in practices. You're going to see them uh, this Sunday. It's not going to be on Sunday Night Football because that game got flexed. But you've definitely got to ask the question why. Why are these things happening? Why are, are guys being empowered? Why aren't they being empowered? These are all sort of questions. Again, it wasn't a hit piece on Jake jake heaps i don't know him the guy but i can tell you based off of what everybody's telling me in seattle and how much of an idiot i am and sometimes i am uh jake heaps seems to be a very good guy guys love him they can't uh speak highly enough about him so again not piling on jake heaps it's a russell wilson thing and is russell wilson going to become relatable Vic chin coming in here saying what's up fellas those denver broncos facing the kansas city chiefs that's happening this sunday that's what's up we're trying to make sense of it all Sunny days coming in here with a beautiful picture. Happy holidays. Those orange and blue hearts. We need a little bit of orange and blue love right now, Nick, because every team in the National Football League has won a game in their division, except for the Denver Broncos. Uh, It just continually gets worse and worse. Just when you think you've hit rock bottom, the Broncos find a way to surprise you.
2: Yeah, they are frustrated in this year, but I see these hearts here. Yeah. And you say we need a little bit more orange and blue hearts. How about some freaking fire and anger, you know, talking Nathaniel Hackett took the post today, podium today. This is the chiefs team that your fan base who's already, you know, wants to run you out of town. uh, You, you get thrown a bone here asking about the chiefs. Like, oh, you know, my dad did play for them, but you know, we got to hate them. Now, even this team hasn't beat them in forever. No, this is all very, you know, civil. We're sitting down for a debate. You think you'd have some, kind of just personal wherewithal or awareness that isn't it, this is a softball you know you come in and thank you so much uh 10 year old son i love your shows well we love you too uh i think start them um, er,
1: start them early man we gotta start them early here in broncos country we appreciate y'all
2: well cooper thank you so much we appreciate you so much we'll keep the uh we'll keep it pg in here no doubt tom coming in saying stop the streak absolutely luke keep the that's, clothes on
1: well and that's what you were alluding yeah. to i mean this is this a layup question right i mean coach How do you feel about the Kansas City Chiefs and their 13-game winning streak? Does it matter? Uh, Quote, that's the past. We just got here. (laughs) Really? Really? Come on, Hackett. You can't make these things up. It's a faux pas every week with Nathaniel Hackett. And Russell Wilson, he's not doing things any, any much better justice. We'll get to his response here in just a little bit. Again, guys, you were joining MHI. He's Nick. I'm Luke Scott on the ones and twos. We appreciate you guys stopping by. Uh, I'm just afraid, man. I'm afraid for this game because it continues to get worse. I've stopped getting mad when they lose. I've stopped getting disappointed. Um, I'm all but checked out myself, if I'm going to be honest. I'm trying to look at ways to figure out how to right these wrongs, and I don't have answers, Nick. What are you continually asked? You say, what do you do for a living? Oh, I like to cover the Broncos. I write. I host a million podcasts for Mile High Huddle. What's the number one question that you get?
2: Do you hate yourself? Uh, no, <laughs> no we need
1: those orange and blue hearts back right away yeah
2: no it's i get a lot of crap um don't get me wrong i wear my bronco gear around town how do and, you uh, fix you know? the team
1: how do you fix the team i am sick of getting that question because i don't know how to answer it and we're not getting any sort of hints of what's going on over there at UC Health training center you've got the head coach spitting into the microphone that oh i wasn't here for those 13 games so we're here now and gee shucks we're gonna go do our best Come on, guy. You grew up under Paul Hackett. You should know about rivalries. You should know about embarrassment. This isn't a rivalry with the Chiefs. And Nathaniel Hackett did talk about that, but the man does himself no favors anytime he goes up there and has to spit into that microphone. It was a fair question. He only got two hard questions, really, today. We're all a bunch of puppy dogs here in Denver media. So if he was out there with the Jets, he was out there with the Giants. Good Lord, they would eat this man alive.
2: Yeah. Yeah, 100%, and Desert Creature coming in so I'd not be surprised if the Broncos win. It's the kind of game they show up for. I don't want to get too much into the nitty-gritty of scheme uh, Wait, for what? this game. Um, that, the Broncos have played the Chiefs really tough, even though they've been losing recently, where the Chiefs have been beating the crap out of teams in Denver, you know, just barely losing. <laughs> so yay, moral <laughs> victories. But uh, something about Kansas City and this team with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes yeah. is that they have been a team that has been unbelievable versus the Blitz in the last, you know, what, five, six years, just an incredible difference in EPA compared to every single other quarterback in football. And in the Vic Fangio era, the Broncos were not a Blitz-centric team. They were very much a send four, you know, control your gaps, gap and a half up front, and we'll slowly get in there. That's not been the case with Azure Evero, which, again, I like Azure Evero. I think his scheme's a lot of fun, but he does like to send five guys a lot. He likes to send six guys, and he likes to drop, you know, which linebacker is coming, which linebacker is going out there. That worries me. This is not the Broncos scheme that we saw keep Patrick Mahomes, you know, well below his career average. It's a different kind of scheme specifically with what they do up front with pressure. And if that doesn't mean it's going to hold true, but a lot of times what predicts the best indicator of the future past performance, Patrick Mahomes kills the blitz. This is a Bronco team that blitzes. I'm kind of worried. This is a very poor matchup for the defense.
1: Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. You said something about history and being important and an indicator. Russell Wilson doesn't think that at all, Nick. When he was asked about the 13-0 streak to the Chiefs, he said, quote, the game of football is not about the past. It's about the present. Cliche, 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 cliche. I mean, Russell Wilson, correct me if I'm wrong, he was brought to Denver specifically to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. The same reason Jerry Judy was drafted, the same reason K.J. Hamler was drafted, Pat Tan, same deal. But when your franchise quarterback, or maybe that's in question, the franchise quarterback is sitting up there saying, oh, it's not about the past, it's about the present. Well, the present looks pretty terrible right now, if we're being honest, Russ. You didn't score a touchdown in that game last week. How embarrassing is that? Didn't get in the red zone either uh, against Baltimore or the Tennessee Titans. I mean, things are abysmally bad. Garth Knight coming in again. Thank you so much for your support, Garth. Nick, Scott, and I really appreciate it as well as the rest of the MHH team. Don't get me wrong. The NFL is results-based. Many nice people have fallen on the sword of negative results. Quote, do or do not, there is no try. And that's by Yoda. I absolutely love Star Wars. I'm a huge Star Wars and comic book guy. So uh, I completely agree. It's a result-based business. But I I think this quote right here from Garth Knight, many nice people have fallen on the sword. I think Nathaniel Hackett keeps impaling himself on the sword because he's a nice guy. Because he doesn't have that... Uh, killer instinct. He doesn't have that little bit of villain to him. Uh, he goes up there, he says what he thinks. It's the truth, and it's usually wrong. Like I'm not saying his truth is wrong, but don't there are some words you shouldn't spit into the microphone if you're a head coach of a football team that has only won three games.
2: It's such a such a softball question. I just don't understand. Uh, and if <laughs> the, I don't think anybody at Kansas City is going to fault him for saying, "Oh yeah, there are rivals. We hate those guys." okay we were coaching against you and i was fighting for my job you know it's i just don't sure. get it It seems so easy uh kenneth booker coming in saying does Denver win another game this year i say one more but against kansas city i'd put the over and under at one and a half uh, i think the cardinals are just as in chaos as the broncos are i mean at least Russell wilson is coming in and playing the right you know pr front up front Murray murray's coming in and you know talking crap about his coach after games that's a terrible team right now they're going mm. down the toilet right now. Uh the Rams team is terrible. I think Sean McVay has one foot out the door. Aaron Donald maybe too. Matt what? Stafford might be got, done for his career.
1: You got Baker the baby maker, man. He's there to save Christmas Day. You asked for a Christmas miracle and they're giving you Baker Mayfield, Nick.
2: <laughs> Everybody deserves to be slimed for watching that game for the Nickelodeon game of the the year, right? Or whatever it is. Merry Christmas. Slime. Everyone gets coal. Um also talking about primetime sun here, thirty six touchdowns and six interceptions with four K yards. I didn't watch any Jackson State this year. Uh, I can tell you that box square scouting is not for me. You know, who's the number one quarterback all time in passing yards case Keenum. How did case Keenum do in the league? I mean, I just, I need to see what the arm looks like. Remember, in the traits.
1: remember it used to be like Timmy Chang. I think out of the university of Hawaii or something like that, like years Col- ago, Colt Brennan, uh, Colt Brennan was my guy. So don't talk about Colt. No Br- I loved Colt Brennan, the June Jones system out there in Hawaii. I actually looked at going to Hawaii for a little bit. Uh, David, Wilder coming in, I do agree that Russell Wilson needs to be reined in. The next coach must be someone who can take those reins for the good of the team. I completely agree with you, David. And there are some NFL vets that I like to listen to on the Denver airwaves on podcasts, Marshall, that's one of them. Surprise, surprise. Uh, he's he's three times Super Bowl champ, twice with the Broncos, once with Washington. And he continually talks about what David's bringing up here and a fear slash respect factor. And he says all the time, I love Mike Shanahan. I loved Mike Shanahan as a player, but I was afraid of Mike Shanahan because I knew where I stood with him. If I screwed up or didn't do something right. It was my butt. And Coach Gibbs, Alex Gibbs, God rest his soul, was the same way. And they let it know be known to their players very early on. This is the standard. If you don't do it, you're gone. And a lot of players needed some adjustments. Shannon Sharp, he was one of those players that made an adjustment. Perhaps you've heard of him, Pro Football Hall of Famer. Three Super Bowls in his own right. And and this is something he talks about all the time on FS1 with Skip Bayless. It's just like you've got to have some respect. I don't know if it's so much of a villain factor. I hate to use that word fear because you should never be like afraid of your boss. But there's got to be a clear and distinct power if you're a head coach. And Nathaniel Hackett, he doesn't have it.
2: Accountability. Accountability is the word. For me, at least. Malcolm Brown, hello from Homer, Alaska. Good to see you, Malcolm. Always appreciate you coming in. We got Glenn Hare, Evening Fellows, our guy Todd Ostendorf coming in. And circling back around uh, to an earlier conversation, two of those 2019 draft picks. Uh, Draymond Jones, he says, Draymond Jones needs to say, hello, Bugs. What's up, Doc? Uh, Reisner, I have my doubts. (laughs) Uh, Like, What do I value more? Definitely Draymond Jones. I mean, he's going to get a big contract. And also in that article, you uh, mentioned that Draymond, or in the quote you gave out, Draymond's option for the tag. I think that's certainly a possibility. You can pay him probably about exactly what he's going to get per year, but lower the guarantees to just one season on that tag. Uh, So that's certainly an option. Uh, for him, and also if you tag him, he's much easier to trade. Uh, after let's say the Broncos are horrible again next season, maybe you're getting back two twos or something, or a two and a three. The Von Miller deal for Draymond Jones, who's very young and a talented interior pass rusher, not a you know top five level interior pass rusher, but top ten for sure. So uh, Raisner, I have my doubts. I have my doubts as well. I mean, from what I've heard, they could turn over four of the spots on the offensive line uh, yeah. outside of Quinn Miners, but uh, that's a lot of turnover for one off season. So we'll see. Um, mm. uh, We'll definitely see. Then
1: then what does Russell Wilson look like when he's here next year with a whole new offensive line? Are we going to blame the offensive line again because it's four out of five new starters, if assuming they're all healthy? Revolving door. And it's something that we've got to keep an eye on, but you're exactly right. Draymond Jones should be the priority. Uh, You were on him since he was drafted here, and I'm certainly happy with his performance uh, this year, I think he's fallen off just a little with the Bradley Chubb trade, but so is everybody with that yeah. defense. You see what Bradley Chubb is doing down there in Miami. and Go to at Nick Kendall, MHH on Twitter. He'll show you what he's doing down there. He's, he's blowing things up, man. He's doing well. Good for Bradley Chubb. Fingers crossed that he could stay healthy and continues to have success. And speaking of health, thoughts and prayers for Von Miller. Right. I mean, I was at an ACL today, I think that was announced. And it was weird, Nick, the way it was announced, not to get off on a Von Miller tangent, but he's our guy here in Broncos Country. So there's always a minute or two to talk Von Miller. But it sounded like to me when I was reading through the reports and listening to the reports on air, it sounded like they went in, did some surgery. I don't know if they were looking at the LCL or the MCL, and then that's when they discovered the ACL was screwed up. Uh, talk to me about that. You're in the medical field, kind of odd to figure out that the MRI didn't pick up the ACL. I mean, were they using a Siemens 1980 MRI or what's the deal? How do you not pick that up?
2: I don't know the specifics of it. It could be a a microfracture or a micro tear in there that still needs some sort of, uh, Cleaning up a lot of times, you have exploratory surgery, a lot of those scopes uh, to see what the extent is of damage. It's definitely a major bummer. I was hoping for Von Miller to get his third Super Bowl with third team now that Denver is dead. They're DOA, unfortunately. Uh, but we got <laughs> flat, flat Earth Trini coming in here, five dollars saying Dak just put up 54 points on the Colts last week. Whew. Man, those Cowboys are looking really good. Oh my god. Uh Chiefs it was better the than the Cowboys. It
1: was the Colts, folks. All right. They've been looking like, good against
2: everybody though. Like they're nah. they're hot. And now the 49ers calm down skip. I, <laughs> I I could give a crap what Skip bayless has to say. I know. <laughs> um but they're a good team. I mean, they just are. Um also we got flatters Trini saying I'm thinking about uh, Mahomes puts up four, uh 60 on us. Dak times and Dark times indeed, Ooh. yeah. Well, Dak Prescott's playing incredible. Their offense is playing great. Uh they're a great 60. team right now. I think I Eagles versus Cowboys. I think I take Dak Prescott over Jalen Hurts in a battle, but it's that that'll be a hell of a game. Uh, Eagles have the best offensive line in football, so it'll, it'll be a fun Lane one.
1: Johnson not all, did he has he not allowed a sack for two years? I think I read that or saw a meme or something. I mean, good lord! Ever since yeah, Jason Kelsey and they won that Super Bowl, and he's like, "Lay Johnson can't stay off the juice." The guy's been playing out like out of his mind. Uh, mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts that Eagles team. It'll be interesting to see what that NFC East looks like. All of a sudden, they're good. I mean, we're just talking about the NFC East a few years ago, maybe even two years ago or last year losing record getting in uh, Patrick coming in here saying dead, but <laughs> we can take someone down with us. And I don't know why, but I'm just a, a slave to history. Was it two or three years ago that Patrick Mahomes suffered that scary knee injury on the goal line against the Denver Broncos here in Denver? Um, I think it was two or three years ago. Matt Moore <laughs> came in. I think he was coaching high school football and came in off the street that week as the emergency backup quarterback. Cause chase Daniel was out and he, he ended up beating the Broncos with that Kansas City Chiefs squad. So uh, anything is possible, I guess. You could try to take someone down with you. I don't think that's going to be in the form of injuries. Guys want to take care of each other in the NFL, whether they like each other or not. Unless you're Tom Brady, Mike Evans, and what was it Lattimore for the, the Saints? There's some legitimate hatred there. Oh. And I, absol- I <laughs> absolutely love it. I wish he was suited up, Lattimore, the other night, because uh, that's why I was watching the game to be honest i wanted to see mike evans getting another fight the the guy almost has better
2: fights than ufc yeah we needed some more um, michael crabtree keep leave and less <laughs> of this So oh, yeah kumbaya love that team you know that's uh, i wasn't here well you're here now hate the chiefs and be angry about this cuz this fan base it's, it's uh, god i just cannot understand the uh, the answer there from hackett and russ i guess more so from russ than hackett but uh Yeah, no, it's going to be really interesting. So, Luke, anything else? I know that you've been uh, there. Broncos brought in a couple new players there. Uh, Also, they brought another wide receiver. I saw that some people quoted that the the quarterback had some better throws than Russell Wilson today. (laughs) I also saw some reactions that the Broncos have like five bodies out there at wide receiver during practice. I mean, how can you even run a practice with the limited wide receiver numbers the Broncos have right now?
1: Yeah, well, well, I already got in trouble, you know, last week for talking about them being late to the press conferences and everything like that. So I guess I'm going to take it easy on the practice. But, uh, man, it's in shambles. I heard Troy Rank on the Denver Airwaves, Denver 7 zone today, saying the only energy out there today was the music. <laughs> and that's bad. I mean, let, let's just imagine no music, and we're just going through the motions out there. You've got some guys talking about how tall the new quarterback is. um. <laughs> <laughs> de doo, I guess. Yeah. These are the observations we're at at this point here in the Denver Broncos 2022 season. Uh, I can only imagine what practice looks like. I don't know how effective their time management is. You know, there aren't any seven on seven drills, there's zero one on ones, and this team has quite literally been hamstrung by injuries. Uh, it's, Cortland Sutton, don't know if he's going to go based off of the way Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett were talking about him today. I would be shocked if you see Cortland Sutton in the game. Maybe I'm wrong. Kareem Jackson, I think he got a vet day because he's old. He's an old man. I think something like that, Nathaniel Hackett said. I'm shocked he's, he's calling him an old man after he's missing tackles in the Baltimore Ravens game, uh, a tackle and, or two that you've got to make, but you're getting a bit long in the tooth. And I wonder about some of these veteran players because Kareem Jackson, Justin Simmons, they are obviously defensive leaders on this team, but are you just trying to rein it in a little bit at this point? Are you trying to stay healthy and just make it through practice? Uh, Nick Brandon McManus is the only one that's had a victory against the Pat against the Kansas City Chiefs within the last seven years. Pat Mahomes wasn't even on the team, he was in college when this streak started in 2015. I mean, it's bad. So, how do you replicate a Chiefs scout team? I don't know. Maybe you put this new tall guy in at quarterback and he's the next Pat Mahomes.
2: (laughs) Ah. You can't replicate Patrick Mahomes unless you maybe have Caleb Williams out there. Um, but uh, it's going to be tough for this Broncos. I think the best thing I can do is you know try to not not hurt Patrick Mahomes, but you know make him sure he has to hit the ice uh, the ice tub after the game. Maybe some cryogenic therapy. And we got Vic Jen coming and saying, "What's up with all the hamstring injuries?" I can't speak to it. I'm not a, a kinesiology major or anything like that or in that field. I can tell you that. If there's one thing, so you have the limitations of the salary cap and the contracts are already here and everything like that. But the Walton Penders, outside of the constraints of the salary cap, can spend as much money as they want on this team. If I was advising them, I'd say spend all the money you possibly can't afford on strength, conditioning, nutrition, be the best at that of any team in football right now because the injuries have been crazy. And if you want to get any sort of edge where you can outspend teams, I think that's the area I would suggest right now with this team.
1: Completely agree with you. And, yeah. and you've got to have some sort of callous heading into the season and you're not going to be this hardened team of the 1990s heading into the, to the regular season anymore where you've gone against two a days and you've just snot rattling hits and all that stuff, but you've got to have some sort of callus, and it's just, it's really tough to, to, to answer for these hamstring injuries. I don't have the answer either. Reached out to some former players for the Denver Broncos that um, I'm acquaintances with, and they couldn't speak highly enough about the nutrition staff over there with the Denver Broncos constantly making sure guys have what they need. We know that Pat Bolin, God rest his soul spared no expense when it came to giving players what they need. I'm just going to start blaming guys, not being hydrated. That's all I'm going to start blaming them for. Cause I can't make sense of it. I don't know if they need to carry around Pedialyte with them, bad luck, snake bitten, voodoo,
2: full moon, you name it. We can't answer for these injuries right now. It sucks. No doubt about it. And uh, we got Garth coming in again, uh, saying the Broncos need Garth, n- our Jim, the broncos need garth knight absolutely the broncos need jim harbaugh i know it's a pipe dream but he's a grizzled he's grizzled and sharp and his pastime is not having fun yeah jim (laughs) harbaugh i mean there's only one person who can probably out cornball russell wilson and that might be jim harbaugh the thing Mm. is with jim harbaugh if you bring him in you are moving on from george payton i cannot imagine those two coexisting and i think jim harbaugh is going to want to have final say on personnel and he's going to want to bring in his own general manager it's going to be very much the power dynamic that we saw recently with the raiders with uh john gruden and mike mayock where mike mayock's the general manager you know talking scouting who's making the final call it's not mike mayock it was john gruden on those teams yep. so i think that's what you'd look for here and that would be moving on from george uh george payton i'm not advocating for moving on from george payton even though i put out the tweet yesterday that got a lot of uh blow back on that. I know a lot of people are saying there's no way the Broncos would move on from George Payton. We'll, we'll see. But I think there's a, at least it's, it has to be a discussion this offseason given every, and- the way everything's played out.
1: And go to Adnick Kendall, MHH. I thought it was a great tweet because you lay out facts. And it's not you being a hater. It's not you needing clickbait. It's not about followers. Not about any of that. These are cold, hard facts. They're not opinions. These are facts. When you look at George Payton and you ask the question, what acquisition did he bring in in the 2022 offseason that's been worth a damn? And you said it in a lot nicer way. But... I'm struggling. I said it last week on these very airwaves. I'm struggling to fight for George, and I like George Payton. I want George Payton, but again, this isn't about who we like. Uh, again, see my article about Jay Keeps, the private quarterback coach. He's there. It's nepotism in the quarterback room. It's about who our bestie is. It's why Cronyism. Melvin Gordon. Cronyism. It's why That's Melvin up. Gordon was here. It, it, yeah. Nathaniel Hackett, Billy Turner's his best friend. I mean, good lord, I get it. Guys know each other, but you're seeing. I know it's different. College football, Deion Sanders, he's up there putting together a staff of guys that have never worked together who are all respected in their own right. And whether or not Mike Zimmer's going to join the staff, I'm hearing he's going to be a consultant to the CU Buffs right now. That's going to be really interesting if that's the case. But you've got to look outside. You've got to have a guy willing to tell it to you straight. And sometimes that friend in in my book, actually all the time, that friend is your best friend. Because don't tell me what I want to hear. Tell me what I need to hear. Tell me where I'm screwing up. Show me how I need to get better. Does Russell Wilson have a bunch of yes men? We can assume so. But Garth Mm -hmm. Knight right here, I can't push back against him saying we need Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh, you would know where you stand. I'm not a fan of Jim Harbaugh. I would rather not have him here. But you know what? I would rather win football games, too. And if he's going to get here and win football games, then what the hell? You might as well do it. You would definitely not have the Russell Wilson cliche talk of "We love him and we're going to bend over backwards for us." Harbaugh wouldn't do that.
2: No days off, intensity, identity on offense. I mean, sign me up. Uh, these his t- oh, Michigan teams have been at talent disparities against Ohio State these last few years. They, but did they lose like 17 games in a row against yep. Ohio State or something in the last two years? That team took it. To Ohio State, they're at a talent. They're very talented, but they're at a talent disadvantage, and they punch them in the mouth. Uh, And this is a Broncos team. I'm I'm so tired of them just having lacking that toughness on specifically on the offensive side of the ball and lacking an identity. And I think at least with Harbaugh, you probably are making you know what the end goal is for what this team wants to look like and should be. So I'm not against it. I know that he has a very hard to get along with personality, especially over the long term. It's hiring Harbaugh. You probably know that it's going to end ugly, but the ride <laughs> might be beautiful uh, for a bit. And, and yeah. coaches are hired to get fired anyway. So, silent one coming in saying, at least half of YouTube pods who cover the Broncos are now considering the idea of blowing it all up, eating Russ's dead cap 0-17 next year so we can draft Caleb Williams. I think the actual tank job is a pipe dream. And also, I think I'm moving on from Russell Wilson. This offseason is a pipe dream. But I think it is very possible that you move on from Russell Wilson after next season with a post-June 1st dead cap it. Uh, running it back with George Payton this season, a new head coach. The one thing that I'm scared about with George Payton, and I've said this, I know there's been some real pushback about even questioning George Payton's position. Is he going to be, is he going to make the right decision for this team as far as who they are and where they're going? He's done that the last two years, uh, trading Von Miller, trading Bradley Chubb. These were bad teams and he got draft capital for them. But if next year is an ultimatum year, is he going to make that kind of trade? Is he going to trade up in the draft, giving away future draft capital? Is he going to give contracts that are backloaded on the back end because he has to win next year to even see the year beyond that? And that concerns the hell out of me because this team right now, if Russell Wilson is not a top 15 level quarterback, you probably do need to set yourself up to move on from him after next season and then be able to keep your head above water the years where you're having those dead cap hits. So it's a tough situation.
1: No pushback here. I mean, you're talking about a GM and I love the Pastor Can pick. I will never look back or think twice about it. But he inked a couple wide receivers and Tim Patrick, I get it. Injury, it was awful. I saw it with my own eyes. Yeah. One could argue that that kind of set the tone (laughs) for the whole season. And you wonder what Tim Patrick would have been to Russell Wilson. I mean, what kind of voice would he be in that receiver room? Cortland Sutton's yelling and screaming, trying to get guys there. What would Tim Patrick be doing right now? Uh, Then you get Javante Williams hurt. And I've got a piece coming out about him and his recovery on milehighhuddle.com in a little bit. And things sound good. Mike Boone said, quote, get him a pair of cleats. He's looking great. Uh, So that's good news for Broncos country if you're looking at getting some guys back. But George Payton and some of these decisions, I mean, to sign both receivers. Okay, and kind of a bit of a question mark there. And so you really have to start thinking about some of these things. Is George going to be on this hot seat? I would hope he's not. His silence bothers me, but I understand it and I have to take my fan hat off when I say I understand it because when you hire a head coach of the football team, as a GM, you're going to be one of two type of GMs. You're going to be Jerry Jones, or you're going to empower the guy to do his job, period. There's no middle ground. It, it's one or the other. And George Payton, he's empowered Nathaniel Hackett to do his job, and I think he's just kind of sitting by in silence, letting Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, he's giving him the rope, so to speak, giving him the length of that rope.
2: Yeah. Todd Ostendorf, Austin, bleh, Todd Ostendorf coming in saying, I want to find out this year if maybe uh, is Evero can be the next head coach. I mean, he obviously has done well with the defense. Let's see what he can do with the whole team. Too late. I think there's a, yeah, too late. But also I think there's a interesting technical contract caveat with doing this with is Evero. So if you're moving him, if you fire Hackett and put your Evero to inter- interim head coach, you have to give him a new contract. And doing so means that there's not an option next season to put him at back at defensive coordinator without giving him another contract, which would free him up for another team to come in, swoop in and pick him up. So by keeping him at defensive coordinator for the entire season, you do have the option because he's still under contract to keep him next year for whoever the next head coach is. Now, a lot of times new head coach is going to want to bring in his own guys or somebody else. But is your Evero's very highly thought of? Across the league. He's obviously done a great job this season. Uh, he's figured out a good way to work with the players here. So you're not going to completely change the scheme. So it's on the table. Uh, if you move on from Hackett, that is your ever could be the defensive coordinator again next season. Not going to happen if you make him the interim head coach, though, because you can't put him right. back at defensive coordinator unless he agrees to it.
1: Absolutely. And you got to wonder what those contracts would be like. And those are coming folks. Interviews are going to be coming and don't be surprised when coach Ibero is being uh, asked to interview with X, Y, and Z as the head coach of that potential team. I'm also curious to see if the Walton Penner ownership group wants to go with another rookie head coach. I don't think that's the route. Uh, I don't think George Payton would go that route. If it's his decision again, that's the big question. Is it George's Mm -hmm. call? Is it the ownership's call? That's what we're all trying to figure out. James Moss coming in with a $5 super. Thank you so much for joining the three of us here on MHI. If our pick is in the high 20s, do we use it on a wide receiver? No, no, no. You use it on an offensive lineman, an edge, or Nick Kendall will tell you he's converted running back.
2: I was converted on running back when I was in on running it back and giving Russell Wilson the best chance possible this upcoming right. season, especially because of how good Bijan Robinson is coming out and I don't mm-hmm. think he'll be there in the 20s, he's too talented. But that's like it's like saying, "Oh, I draft Saquon Barkley in the 20s, I draft Christian McCaffrey in the 20s." Okay, cool. Like he's not going to be there. But um I think that I'm probably out on going all in on Russell Wilson next season given how he's looked and just the stench kind kind of coming on right now on the behind the scenes stuff with the locker room and the power dynamics with the coaching staff. So I'm not in on uh, going that hard on a running back uh, because I'm not all the way in on Russell Wilson going forward in the future. As far as wide receiver, I think in a vacuum, it's possible. I will say that I do not like this wide receiver class at the top. I'm um, just getting into it right now. I don't think Quentin Jefferson, uh, Quentin Johnson is worth a, you know, top 10 kind of pick. I don't think that Jackson Smith and Jigba is a top 10 kind of pick. I don't think Jordan Addison is a top 10 kind of pick. And you're talking in the 20s there, but I'm like, it's, I would take every, all four of the first wide receivers drafted last year over every single one that is coming out in this upcoming class. The one to keep an eye on, in my opinion, is uh, Rice out of SMU. He's probably been my favorite one I've watched so far. Uh, but I just don't think this is a really good wide receiver class. You're talking about a bunch of wide receiver twos, wide receiver threes, in my opinion. And guess what? We're pretty full of wide receiver twos and wide receiver threes already.
1: <laughs> those are the guys out there. We don't know who they are practicing for your Denver Broncos. James, I see your point, though. And he's asking about wide receivers because we, we do have a problem at wide receiver. You got a problem all over the place on the Denver Broncos roster. But I said it. I called it. I'm not I'm not sorry for saying it on, on Twitter. I was happy when Jerry Judy was drafted here. I was happy when K.J. Hamler was drafted here. Uh, were those the right picks? I don't think so. And how long until you can call a player a bust? Uh, Injury aside, I know, I know, I know it's not their fault that they were injured. They're not being reckless or irresponsible with their bodies, but their attitudes, Mm -hmm. their lack of production. uh, Some of the stuff, it's not gelling with me. Cortland Sutton, I love his attitude. I love his leadership. But again, it's not about liking and loving players. It's about their production. He's averaging, what, one or two drops a game now? The last three or four games, he's just not quite showing up. Some guys I was talking with and watching the game with last Sunday actually didn't even know Cortland exited the game because the the passing game has been just non-existent. 14 has kind of been of a no-show, but so have a lot of guys, right? This isn't Cortland's fault either. It's a microcosm of this entire heap that is absolutely awful called the Denver Broncos. Clayton Heron coming in, a good friend of the show. Thank you. Happy holidays to you and your family. Good evening, guys. It's been a while. The family and I are pretty sick and working like crazy. Let's get that dub. Snap our losing streak. I hope you feel better, Clayton. It is that season. Uh, thoughts and prayers to you and your family. A dub. That would make you feel better. Nick, what would a win do for Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Wilson,
2: and George Payton against the
1: Kansas City Chiefs this Sunday?
2: It'd buy them one week of goodwill until they go out there and not play again, play well again. Uh, at least we could end a bunch of streaks going on there. But again, not too high, not too low in the moment. You need to take the broader sample size. And one win against the Chiefs, while it may feel good, you have all the other games uh, to matter. It's no one game is they all count the same in terms of the regular season, right? They all win as a win and a loss is a loss. So I think it'll help a bit, especially with some of the feelings for the fans that are clinging for optimism and God bless them. You know, that's your right to do as a fan. Uh, But I think that it's doesn't do that much, especially for Nathaniel Hackett. Now, maybe it'll do a little bit for resetting things. Fans will feel a little bit better. Things will be a little less toxic on social media. People be like, Oh, well, Russell Wilson played good in this game. Look at his year. Ever did shutting down Patrick Holmes. We have a chance. We have a chance. Don't think it's going to do much for Hackett, but uh, that's I think that's more of the reality. I mean, they've they have already dug themselves too in to make things that much better.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with that, Nick. And let's look at this like it's the last game of the season, because that's the way as a talent evaluator, NFL pro scouts need to look at these guys that are going to be playing. Are you trying? Do you care? Are you assignment-based? Do you stay disciplined? Do you, I mean, all these sort of things, these player grades, grades come out every week on mawhithuddle.com, just like power rankings every week. Um, what are you willing to do? The The whole table is stacked against you, Broncos country. It's stacked against you, Broncos. Um, your head coach doesn't really seem to think he's a part of that 13-0 streak, and he's not historically, but you're the head coach of this team now, and nobody nobody has you beating the chiefs. Shouldn't you come into that? Shouldn't you swallow that hole and lean into it saying, guys, this 13 to no streak is unacceptable. We are going to try our best, our damnedest to make sure that we get some respect out there against this team. And you can compliment them. You can do all that stuff, but I, I just don't know if the players are ultimately taking this game personal because a team takes on their head coach's personality. Nathaniel Hackett, he's all about positivity and keeping guys together. And that's what the Broncos are. They're positively horrible, yet they're all
2: together. Yeah. Yep, 100%. It's it's rough right now. And we got Phil coming in with the stars. We appreciate you so much, Phil. That's the third time today. That's amazing. Um, But he says, what would you guys think of Frank Reich? I think Frank Reich would be fine as the head coach. I do wonder, and this is just a rumor. I haven't been able to have this confirmed by anybody, but there was some talk that Frank Reich had a hard time dealing with power structure in terms of players who were like the more influential and bigger contracts in that locker room compared to other players. And that would be, if that was true and obviously people vetting him and head coaching process, they're going to know better than we are. But if that was true, that would be a major red flag with Russell Wilson and everything going on here. Uh, like we said on here, we need somebody to come in and not exactly, you know, curse us out or anything like that, but like, he calls the shots. You're the quarterback. You're the player. I, it's my job to put you in a position to succeed. It's not your job to tell me how I'm going to do that every single time. I'm, I'm the one who needs to you know be scheming to work on that. You just got to work on your crafts and try to execute the best you can. Um, so I don't know if Frank Reich is that guy based on some of those rumors coming out of when he was fired from Indianapolis.
1: Yeah, I Phil, it's tough. He doesn't move the needle for me, Frank Reich. Um, but that's just because – In my opinion, he'd be like a John Fox hire, if you will. Um, He could probably do okay. I don't think he's going to take you to the promised land. The thing I respect a lot about Frank Reich, and to be honest with you, I don't know a lot about Frank Reich. Just little things that I read. I appreciate and respect the fact that the man was willing to sit Matt Ryan down. Was that the right decision? That could be debated for Sam Ellinger, right? That could be debated all day, and there are arguments uh, for and against that, but to have the courage, to have the stones, to go against something everyone's telling you you shouldn't do or you should do and do the opposite. I have a little bit of respect for that. That's authenticity. Sometimes it's it's being blind, and that's how you learn from your mistakes. And I certainly use that in my own life. Uh, but be your own man. Go down your own way, and that's what Frank Reich did. Jeff Saturday, I guess, is having some problems with those Colts now since he took over, and he's learning really quick on-the-job training. Uh, I don't think the Broncos are going to go first-year head coach. So Frank Reich, is he in the running? Maybe. Maybe he gets an interview. Um, This team needs a seismic shift. It needs a personality that, that we know. That the public knows that the locker room knows and when i hear adam schefter on the denver airwaves saying that the walton pender group are going to spare no expense if they decide to make a change that's all but telling me one name maybe two and they're both the same name, spelled a little different. Peyton, Peyton, Peyton. Whether that's Sean Payton, whether that's Peyton Manning. Sean Payton. we've talked about it on this show. Why the hell would he want to come to the Denver Broncos? He's already said maybe Arizona, reportedly. Um, Justin Herbert with the Chargers Chargers. sure looks great. Nice defense, right? New stadium, just bought a house 20 minutes from that stadium in L.A. But if you've got the billionaires – of the Denver Broncos, the owner coming to you saying, Sean, we think you're it just like George thought Russ was it throw up a hail Mary double down. If you're a billionaire, how risky do you want to get with some of this money? I think it would take a lot to get Sean Payton out now for Peyton Manning. That's me putting my fan hat on. I don't think it's realistic, but I think it would give the seismic shift. I don't know what Peyton wants to do. He loves coaching his kids football team. Um, with big O and he's coaching that that team as well and that's what he's into right now he's apparently going to be coaching the pro bowl team with Eli Manning I think I heard that so uh, what tune up the DVR folks <laughs> the pro bowl is back with the Mannings I guess but we don't know what Peyton wants to do we'll know if he wants to get in with the Denver Broncos he'll make that abundantly clear
2: Yeah, 100%. And Silo, when I see you talking about Caleb Williams getting draft capital to trade up for Caleb Williams, you're not trading up for Caleb Williams. (laughs) You earn Caleb Williams. Whoever has the number one pick next year, unless it's a team that has a known franchise quarterback, they're probably taking that guy. So like, let's say there's a season where Patrick Mahomes gets hurt early and the Chiefs fall off a cliff. Then potentially you see that trade happening. But the odds of that happening are so small <laughs> to get that number one t- seed, uh, the number one pick, not number one seed. I guess it's we're, we're thinking that in Broncos country right now. Oh, the first pick is the first seed, hell yeah! Uh, but um, <laughs> well, and yeah, do you I, want
1: another, another shorty, another one, 200 pounder?
2: I mean, like, Caleb yeah, Williams oh, is big, man. Is he? I thought, oh, he, yeah, I thought You're probably 6'1". thinking of Bryce Young. No, Caleb Williams is stacked. <laughs> it, he was the guy who USC, right? If you, Yeah, no, Utah he's, he's a big boy. He's, oh, okay, he's, I he, he's like six. I knew he was thick. Hey, Russ is thick. Rush yeah, is but there. he's like actual quarterback big. Like Oh, okay. He could see over the offensive line is what yeah. you're trying to say. 6'2" 220. I mean, he's not okay. Anthony, uh, Anthony Richardson out there at 6'4" 230, but uh <laughs> no, he's he's uh he's plenty big. It's not he, Bryce Young is the t- the small one who I think could maybe fall in the yeah. draft uh because of that, but he's uh he's stacked 6'1" 220. Yeah, that's that's well, running back sized. Yeah, and and Scott's Linebacker in sized. Yeah.
1: Scott's Scott saying in the in the in the chat? And folks, you need to listen. I mean, these are these are realistic possibilities. Sure, this we're living in a time right now where there are unprecedented things happening. Maybe the billionaires find a way to scrape Russell Wilson after a couple of years. Is it likely? Not so sure. When you start looking at some of the numbers, I mean it's just it 22 million cap hit how do you escape the cap guys that's that's tough now you can buy things if you've got billions of dollars you can bend some of the rules but this contract with russell wilson talk about hamstrung the broncos are hamstrung with some money and now they've got those financial decisions that they need to make including draymond jones and dalton reisner and who's going to make that call is it george payton Is it the ownership team, ownership group, if you will? It's it's tough, and I think Broncos country is having a real hard time wrapping their minds around an ownership group that has zero experience in professional football. The man that they're leaning on the most as their advisor is Joe freaking Ellis. And Joe Ellis, greatest guy ever, say whatever you want about him. I'm done with Joe Ellis. I thought it was time to turn the page with the Broncos. Same with John Elway. In respect to the GOAT, he's the Duke. There's never going to be another one. I wrote about it last week. His his 2020 draft class has absolutely screwed Denver today in 2022, but it's time to cut bait. Same go for Brandon McManus. Hey, you always have Super Bowl 50, but it's time to turn the page completely, and we don't know what that looks like with the owners.
2: For sure. And a lot of these guys, I mean, it's going to be some turnover here the next couple of years. So we'll see um, what happens here. And Todd saying 6'1 20 is not that huge. You're right. He's not Josh Allen out there, but he's, he's thick. He's running back size. It's not like small. Guy he's not a, li- he's not a
1: little guy. Yeah. He's, he's no. not like a, well, Baker's thick, but he's a little guy. Um, yeah, some, some of the historically small quarterbacks. I mean, that thin frame,
2: fragile, yeah. asking to get hurt, yeah. Drew Locke. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I thought he was bigger than six one because he plays much bigger. He doesn't play the finesse game. He plays more of a power game. He'll run through tackles rather rather than uh, slip off And some of his arm angle stuff. I mean, there's a reason people keep comparing him to Mahomes uh, with the arm angles and stuff. He's he's incredible um, as a quarterback. Luke, uh, last show here before we get the at uh, Kansas City at Denver game. We need to get your final score. What's going to happen here on Sunday?
1: Oh, gosh, I haven't even thought about it. That's how bad I think it's going to be, so I'm just completely flying off the cuff here. I think the Broncos see a new low, and this is the biggest blowout of the season. I said that last week. It was completely wrong. I wasn't expecting my guy, or not Baron Browning, Jonathan Cooper, to knock Lamar out of the game, but thoughts and prayers of Lamar, too, right? The game is always better when you have these quarterbacks active, healthy, and in it. Uh, I've got the Chiefs absolutely shellacking the Denver Broncos. I think you see what you've been seeing. You're going to see penalties. You're going to see Montreal, Washington screw up on special teams. You're going to see false starts. You're going to see sacks, lots of sacks. And then you're going to get familiar with a new Kansas city chief Broncos country and prepare yourself because Isaiah Pacheco should be a name that you guys get used to. Andy Reid loves to utilize this guy. They're saying Tyreek Hill, who over there with that Kansas City Chiefs offense coming off of a loss? They are going to get creative. They're going to figure out not only a way to beat the Broncos, but to embarrass them and show the NFL why. They should have been on prime time. Super Bowl favorite Kansas City Chiefs, Pat Mahomes, should have been on prime time to show the world what he was going to do against the Denver Broncos. I've got the Kansas City Chiefs beating the Broncos 36-3. to
2: Oh, my God. That's uh, (laughs) I hope not. I hope not. That was
1: better than the 60s. Our guy gave us earlier, right? I mean, you guys are talking about the Cowboys like they're the best thing ever. Well, let's put some respect on the Chiefs name at 36 to three.
2: I just can't see the Chiefs putting that many points in the Broncos because once they're up like 20 to three halfway through the third, they're just going to start handing the ball off. You know, it's like it's not like that's when Pacheco's
1: going to score, baby. That's when you're going to get used to this rookie. And McKinnon, it's, it's too, possible. don't forget that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> what about I, I like Pacheco. If you remember correctly, I, I mocked uh, Pacheco to the Broncos in my mock draft in the lot. seventh round, and uh, so we'll see. Um, but I'll save my score prediction for tomorrow. I'm not going to have the Broncos winning, I still need to do a little bit more research on the lines and see what some of the coverage issues with the Chiefs are and everything like that. But take the under. <laughs> <laughs> Take the under. I don't think that's 46 to 3, the under. That's got to be the over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, so, hey, you never know here in Broncos yeah. country. Crazy things have happened. It's been a fun show, guys, and we yeah. really appreciate everybody's support. Guys, you can get it Nick at Nick Kendall, MHH, Scott at Scout Kennedy, and yours truly at Luke Patterson LP. Do us a favor and head on over to milehuddle.com and check out all our guys and gals' work that's going on right now. We've got a ton of good stories talking about projecting the Denver Broncos end of the season. Is Nathaniel Hackett going to be safe? Is Russell Wilson truly the answer? We've got tons of work up there right now and it's never stopping. We've got guys and gals working as you sleep, as I sleep. That's the best thing about MHH. No subscription, no spin, no ties, no anything. We can say what we want. We can stand by it. We can disagree and we can never make it personal. And Nick, I've had a blast during this show, man. I've been waiting for it all week
2: and it was fun to actually have a really good show, even though it's Chiefs week. Yeah, I mean, we always have fun with it. I think that's what matters most. You know, we can make light of it. And uh, the team's unfortunate right now, but as a kind of a, not a nihilist viewpoint on this, but uh, the Broncos may not win against the Chiefs this week, but we're one day closer. To the Broncos beating the Chiefs. We're one day closer to Andy <laughs> retiring. We're one day closer to Patrick Mahomes being out of the league. So uh God bless. Uh it's something to be positive about. We appreciate you guys so much. Enjoy the football. I mean, God, it's it's maybe a sicko's game coming up here on Christmas as well, but we're here for the sicko's. So appreciate it. Because you all are sickos. and I mean that in the best way possible. Uh, make sure you're following Luke and I on Twitter. Luke is at Luke Patterson LP. I'm at Nick Kendall MHH. Also make sure you're following us at MHI underscore pod, as well as at mile high huddle. If you haven't done so yet, join our Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle. And of course, as the ticker says here underneath, if I can find it, there we go. Subscribe, like, and share to us on YouTube, click that bell notification bell icon. So that way you know when we go live and again, make sure you're sharing it wherever social media platforms, Twitter to your friends, your Bronco friends. I see Bronco stuff all the time out here. I'm like, man, I w- at some point, you know, I'm going to come across somebody who recognizes me. I put my face out there enough. Somebody's got to love me right now. I'm just kidding you guys, but uh, appreciate you so much. <laughs> I appreciate it, Luke. Um, but we love you guys. That's what it's really about. Uh, you guys have a great rest of your day. Happy Wednesday. Continue to choose kindness and compassion. Go Broncos.
1: Head on over to MileHighHuddle.com for all things
3: Broncos. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about.